Welcome to episode 11 of the Greatest People You've Never Met podcast. Uh, joining me today is Jamie Vike, a uh, very interesting man. Uh, meeting him right now for the first time, but I reached out to his organization and I thought, what a, what a perfect thing to kind of learn about and get into. So, Jamie, go ahead and introduce yourself and the organization you're with, please. You, you bet. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. My name is Jamie Vike, and I'm with the Phoenix, Arizona Paranormal Society. Okay. I'm a ghost hunter. There we go. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, I think it's a lot. I mean, people are probably all over the board when you tell them, hey, I'm a, I'm a ghost hunter, right? This is what I, I do for a living. Um, how did you get into ghost hunting? Well, my whole life, I've been interested in paranormal stuff. Not sure. just ghosts, UFOs, everything. Bigfoot, okay. cryptids, and time travel, yeah. spiritual stuff. When I was a child, even up to probably 15 years ago, I've seen several UFOs in my life. Okay. I've always been interested in ghosts and growing up in a small town in the plain states. Yeah. Um, very small, like 600 people. Okay. Um, there's a lot of old buildings, abandoned buildings. And it's like, oh, it's really dark. You yeah. Know, those are like really cool or scary and creepy. And it's dark because there's no lights. Right. So, you know, we always dared each other to go, you know, in these old buildings and stuff. And, you know, that's how my interest in interest started yeah but you know deep down inside i knew there was something else after we died sure and that's the whole purpose of really doing this yeah so when I, I moved to phoenix early 90s and you know i've always been into the stuff so about 12 years ago 10 12 years ago i started dating somebody who was part of the society this okay. ghost hunting group it's like what you like ghosts too that's yeah. great so yeah i eventually got on the team cool and it's been a fantastic 10 years. So, I mean, obviously I grew up in rural Midwest as well. And there's a lot of folklore and legends around certain areas, right? Like around my hometown, there was this thing called the singing rock. And you were supposed to be able to go out there right at midnight and hear a little girl singing. And did it several times, never heard it. Uh, you know, we play around with like Ouija boards and stuff like that. And one that always sticks out because it was always fun to... I mean, you do it the first time, and then you really figure it out. So there's uh, Esterville, Iowa. There's this hill, and it's kind of funny because I just was watching Ghost Adventures with Zach Baggins, and they just did, like, the same thing in San Antonio. Um, but anyways, there's this hill, and it looks like you're going uphill. And mm -hmm. if you put baby powder on the back of your car, then you'll see the hands that are pushing right. up. Well, you have oil on your hands. It's, right. it's your it's hands. bleeding through. Yeah, right? But, I mean, it was always fun. So... Was there a certain, like, folklore, like, you know, like you talked about, like, a dark, you know, old houses? And, I mean, there's a million abandoned buildings in areas where we're from, right? So was there one that, like, really sticks with you that, like, this was the one that, like, got you hooked? The school. The school? The school. Uh, uh, I think the, the rumor has it that the old superintendent or principal of the elementary side of the school died in the school. So there'd be nights when the their teachers would be working late and they'd hear all the toilets flushing in the boys' bathroom, you know, and stuff okay. like that. And people would see a specter walking across the gym at night when it's dark and they'd see a mist going. I never saw it. We'd always, you know, scare each other to death. Yeah. During basketball games as kids, we'd run down to the elementary school and sure. have fun that way, but we, we never really saw anything. Okay. And then, um, so... That was your first experience. Did you ever, have you gone back 
since you've been in this, you know, society as an investigator, have you gone back to that that school at all and done anything there? <laughs> Not the school; it's shut down now. Okay, um, but there's like the old Legion Club. Sure, you know, yep. every town has a small Legion. You know, so yeah. I'd go down in the basement. It's like, God, this place is creepy. Yeah, and I've done some little mini investigations there, but. Nothing there. Uh, even the cemetery, we don't really care to go to cemeteries because personally, I don't believe the souls hang out at cemeteries. Sure. There's better places to be than a cemetery. So I've never got any EVPs. Uh, there's a couple little towns around the rivers with bridges and stuff that are supposedly supposed to be haunted. So we've checked out a couple of those, but still nothing. So every really? time I've gone back and done a little mini investigation, I've never really gotten anything. Really? That's surprising. I was going to ask you too. That was one of my questions is it, it seems like paranormal like you never see like a graveyard like i think from the outside looking in it'd be like well why wouldn't you just go to the graveyard so what what for you now targets a place like is it you know i mean i feel like people could make up anything and be like oh this place is haunted so now that you guys are a legit thing and you know growing what makes you what what narrows it down to say like yeah this is a good place to go investigate well we don't really go out and seek haunted places okay um people come to us okay and it's 90 95 percent of our cases are actually homes okay so they will email us um and just list big old list of claims that's what's going on in their house yeah so we call them we'll call them up act as a case manager as well i'll call them and we'll just talk about what's going on and i say well could it be this could it be that you know not to be a debunker and if i say well it could be this and sometimes they get upset because they think what they're seeing is real sure and I'm just trying to tell them, explain to them, it could be something else. So if we think it's a legit case, a legit haunting, then yeah. we'll go. Okay. We'll go to this, these, these homes, especially homes with children. Yeah. Because a lot of these people are freaking out. Absolutely. They have no idea what's going on. For sure. So we'll go in there and we'll, you know, we always go into skeptics. Yeah. And then we'll just kind of try to debunk stuff. And more often than not, we just, we can't debunk stuff. Right, because I mean, the evidence that we get is just too overwhelming. Yeah, so we have to say, well, there's there's something here. Right, but then we have to try to pinpoint it. Why is it there? And we don't know. No, nobody knows. Sure, could be the land that they're on, that the home is on. It could be an object they have in their house. It could be right. them. They could have attachments to them. Right, it could be just you know maybe it's if it's an older house, maybe somebody died in the house or something. It could be somebody that died in a car accident two blocks away. 20 years ago, it could be haunting their home. Sure. You just never know. Right. So there's a couple things that I want to touch on. Like you said, you go in as skeptics. How hard is it to turn that skeptic brain on? Because like, I feel like myself, like I think it'd be awesome to have the opportunity to do that sometime because I obviously am intrigued and that's why I reached out to get you on. But like as a fairly sarcastic person, like I feel like it would be so hard to like shut that off and not just go in with doubts like they're making it up. So how hard is that for you and what? Have you, like, what helps you kind of just shut that off and go into the investigation? Well, first first and foremost, the people ask us out because they truly believe something's going on. Right. So, you know, we have to be serious about it. Sure. We don't want to go in there and making jokes and stuff like that. Say, right. oh, there's nothing here, blah, blah, blah. So we want to, you know, we don't want somebody bad-mouthing us. Correct. Yeah, you know, these guys didn't take us seriously. You know, right. Plaster us all over social media or whatever. Yep. But we learn right away, right? Even before we go in the house and we're talking to them on the phone, vetting everybody that, you know, they're, they're truly scared yeah. and their kids are scared. So we go in there with a, all right, let's just go in there as a team. This is what we're going to focus on. And, uh, we'll, you know, just kind of just walk around the house and do some, you know, preliminary readings with our equipment, stuff like that. And then sometimes we'll 
What's really weird is a lot of times when we go into homes, we start hearing disembodied voices all the time. You like not like I mean, okay, I watch a lot of stuff, but you can just hear yeah. it like with your your ears like live. Yeah, pretty much everybody on the team because we've been doing it so long, and some of us are just borderline clear audience where we can hear disembodied voices. Um, it's kind of crazy. It's like they know we're coming, and, and once we're there, they know what we're doing. They're right. looking for them. They kind of scatter. Sure. Yeah, it's weird because even on our digital voice recorders that we use and our night vision cameras that we use, a lot of voices right in the beginning. And then that throughout that night or whatever, it goes away. Sometimes it does. Yeah. But sometimes there's voices all night long. Sure. Crazy stuff. Yeah. So, okay. So some of the equipment that you guys use, and I'm sorry, I'm going to bounce here, but like uh, for people that aren't into this at all, um, you know, like I, I told you, like I watched that Ghost Adventure show and... Uh, I think probably at first, like, that had, like, maybe, like, a bad rap because, like, you know, they were pretty, like, intense with the ghost, right? Like, I'm sure you've seen it, mm-hmm. and I don't know what your thoughts on it are, but I watch it every night now. My girlfriend and I do. That's what I heard before bed show. So, um, but do you guys use, like, spirit boxes and stuff like that? And, like, you have all that equipment. Is that also equipment that, like, people could just get their hands on anywhere now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything you see all these groups on TV use, we have it all. Okay. Um Spirit boxes, EMF detectors, like a K2 meter, ghost meters, and there's like 10 different kinds. Sure. Um, ovulus. Yep, that's a big ovulus, one that I know. Yeah. The uh, tri-field meter. <clears throat> now, night vision cameras are fantastic. Got two very expensive ones. Yeah. But they're great. They catch all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? REM pods, uh, mail meter. Oh, yeah, just literally just yeah. tons of stuff between everybody in the group. So, and yeah, we are scientifically based. Sure. So, you know, if, if there's something there, you know, we tell them we're up front when we're talking to them, it's like, well, if we think there's something there and more often not, there is something there. Yeah. We say there's nothing we can do really to get help get rid of it. Right. We can cleanse with holy water and stuff like that, but that doesn't guarantee that it's going to go away. Yeah. Because if it's a ghost, it still has free will. Right. It can do whatever it wants. Yep. So it kind of needs help from another entity or another spirit or something from the other side to help pull them up into the light to free them from the earthbound realm. Sure. It's so wild to me. And I like that you guys obviously use like scientific stuff. And um, what is some of that science behind it, I guess? Like, what are you looking for? Like, people that are listening to this might have never, you know, dove into this, have no idea what we're talking about. So like, what are some things like, I know, you know, if you watch the shows like temperature changes, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, what are some like real life things that you could feel that you're looking for? It's energy based. So okay. everything is energy. So K, K2 meters or any of the EMF detectors will just detect an electromagnetic field that's in the environment mm-hmm. and goes give off that. So if we have an EMF detector that's baseline, no readings at all anywhere in the room, except maybe by an outlet or a refrigerator or microwave or something, but it's just flatlined everywhere else. Yeah. And we're doing an investigation and we're asking questions and the air kind of starts feeling a little bit thick and the EMF detectors start going off. Yeah. You know, then that we kind of say, all right, well, maybe there's something here. Otherwise, it shouldn't be going off at all. Sure. Unless you got power lines above and it'll kind of just pulse every once in a while, then we're not done. We know that that's what's going to do. So then we won't even use those. Yeah. So there's different times. Each, each place is different. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of places we can't really use equipment. Sure. Except for our video cameras or our digital recorders. Right. Those are the, really the best. Okay. Other than our own body. Right. Because your own body can really detect energy. Yeah. Your hairs will come up. Yeah. So I can imagine. I mean, so, sometimes we'll even get 
touched quite right. a bit. There's something there, touched, poked. We get our hair pulled. And I, what is that like? Because that is something that I think like any anybody that's a skeptic would be like. I mean, I mean, does it feel like truly like a real touch? Like somebody is like grabbing onto you or pulling your hair? I mean, like it it is real. No, it it's absolutely tangible. It's uh, just a couple months ago, I was in a room at this person's house, and it just felt like somebody was grabbing my left hand, and there's nothing in it. I had my K two in the right, and some, something was grabbing me, like pinching right here you know my just lower thumb area yeah it's crazy and i've been a place where it felt like somebody was tackling me really almost yeah like two different times within a half hour right right on the spot where two people were killed like 150 years ago really it was weird it's like they were trying to get my attention help me help me you know and they're just grabbing my legs as they laid dead on the floor so that was pretty weird that's incredible so what's the difference is you've used a couple different words. So like, what's the difference between a spirit and a ghost? Is there a difference or, I mean, you obviously you're using the word, so there has to be something that you're classifying one as the other. Most people like mediums and other spiritual people will say, and I believe this when we die, we could go into that light. And so if you go into that light, go to the other side to our home state or soul state or heaven or whatever you want to call it sure. then we our souls we become a spirit right and if we stay earthbound don't go into that light then we remain as a ghost so that's kind of the difference okay so a lot of ghosts spirits aren't going to come back and haunt you and be mean to you and throw dishes at you and cuss at you and yell at you and stuff right. like that and scratch you so that's basically the difference okay so spirit is Heavenly or whatever you want to is moved on, and a ghost is something that's still. And they can still come down and visit. So if somebody sees grandma at the end of the bed while they're sleeping or something, <clears throat> excuse me, that's usually a spirit of grandma. Really? So grandma, you know, knows that she's gone over. But people who have died suddenly, like sure. a heart attack or aneurysm, been shot and killed or whatever, just yep. died unexpectedly. A lot of times they will stay earthbound because a lot of times they don't know they're dead. As hard as that is to believe, sure, it's literally true. They're not sure that they're dead, and nobody's come to help save them, or they can't see that light. Some mediums will even say, "Well, they don't even know where to look for the light, but it's there." They're, they miss their opportunity to go into that light. Okay, sure. But the bottom line is, life does exist after we die, right? In one way or the other. Yeah, and so that's another question I had: is has this changed your your thoughts on that um, since you've gotten into this? I mean, obviously you said it's been something you've always been interested in, but as you've grown into this and really done investigations and things like how, like I said, are you? Do you have a better understanding of it, or what? What makes you like truly believe that? Yeah, there is something more to what to life after life. I guess. Well, there's way more questions now than there was in the beginning when I started doing <laughs> Yeah, this. for sure. I mean, we always had questions, but, you know, I'm also an avid researcher. I've been researching this stuff for 30 years, not just doing the investigation. So, um, yeah, there's all kinds of questions. We always might think somebody knows the answer, but, you know, we'll truly never know until we're there. Right. Um, I just know. I mean, why most people do this is just to prove that life exists after death. Right. And I think the way things are going right now. It all not just ghost world, but all the paranormal world. Yeah, including UFOs. Now right. that we know that they do yeah. exist and they are real, right. which we always knew they were, it's more on a consciousness consciousness level. Yeah. Um, the UFOs and the ghost world, spirit world, is kind of in the same okay. realm with humans. Huh. We're just on a lower density, right? Than they are. Yep, that makes sense. So, um, you. 
I guess you kind of answered it, but I want to come back to it. Do ghosts or spirits, like, do they travel? I mean, you said, like, you know, he could have died in this spot, right? Right here, we get shot dead. Or he, I mean, are we here? Do you ghost? Do you feel like they go somewhere comfortable? Is it, I mean, what is it? What have you, have you seen or what have you researched and learned about that? Well, my understanding is that if you are a spirit, that you can literally travel everywhere. Sure. Not, not just on the earth, but anywhere in the universe. Right. I mean, you can do whatever. Ghosts typically stay terrestrial to where they died. Yeah. Or something they had a strong affinity for and love. Like, say some older gentleman died in his house. He's going to stay there. Sure. If he doesn't want to cross over, he's going to stay in that house. And when the new couple, young couple come in and move in. They're still that stubborn old man. Yeah. They're going to renovate and really make him mad. Yeah. And then that's when he's going to start showing himself. Sure. So usually ghosts usually stay around. And if, like I said earlier, if somebody died on a, on a motorcycle crash outside the, the house, a couple streets down, he's going to go around to whatever house that can acknowledge him. So they have such a different energy level than as humans. So if he goes into some house and some kid notices him, because kids can notice this stuff a little bit better. Right. So oh, they see me. I'm going to stay. You know, so usually ghosts kind of just stay around. Spirits can travel. Okay. Um, so what do you think that is? Because I've seen like videos of like kids before. Um, where they're like, you know, let's like they're looking up into like an air duct, right? And they're talking to it or whatever. What do you think that is? And I think like people believe like animals as well. Like your dog just starts barking at something, right? Yeah, what do you think common. that is in children and animals? Or is it that as we grow, like we're just immune to this kind of stuff? Or, you know, you make up your own doubts, your beliefs, whatever. I mean, what do you think? What do you think it is that draws children to that or, or animals? They're less removed from the spirit world than we are as adults. Sure. So um, that's when we start talking about reincarnation. Right? Yeah. So when they come into this world, back into this, reincarnate back into this world again, they still kind of have memories of being back there and they and, and the veil is a lot thinner. So they still can see things. Okay. And as they grow older, the brains, minds get a little bit brainwashed into reality of this of this where we are now in the 3d world yeah it starts to fade okay but some, some kids grow up with their whole life being able to see things that's that's who we call mediums sure they're kind of born that way okay i mean that's just an interesting take and i think like uh i mean how would you i just know that there's people that are listening right now and we're 20 minutes into this interview and are super skeptical mm-hmm. so how do you deal with doubters i mean what what can you say to somebody you know I, I, I guess, how do you ha- how do you guys deal with people that are, I think, you know, you're full of shit or whatever, you know? I, I'm sure you hear it all the time, so. We don't deal with them. Sure. We never really get any flack for what we do. Really? Or anything like that. Most people are fascinated by this. And, yeah. And no matter what the numbers tell you, I, I would say a good 95% of people believe that life goes on after death. Yeah. And if somebody's like that, then it's just. To me, that they're a first time arounder. Right. They this is their first life. Yeah. They just don't understand life. They have a really closed mind and don't understand how everything works. Right. You know, they probably also believe the Earth is flat. Yeah. And that we're the only living sentient beings in the universe. Right. Which we're not. Yeah. You know, there's really. 400 billion stars just in the Milky Way galaxy, and each one of those stars has one at least one Earth-like planet. Right. There's three at least 300 million galaxies that's so, so you so take wild. 300 times 400 million that's just what that's the known right 
Okay, so those people are thinking, oh, Earth is it. There's no other life out there. Right. So if you're going you're gonna to say that, then, then you're going to probably also believe that ghosts don't exist. But there's too much proof out there. Sure. There's so much proof. People who have had near-death experiences, mediumship, it all goes out there. And there's some really, really bright people out there have had some crazy things happen to them. Yeah. So an um, uh, upcoming guest of mine is a, is a psychic. And I, I don't know the difference really between like a psychic and a medium. And I'm sure you've dealt with both. Uh, maybe you can help me understand that. Like a medium is somebody that always, uh, I mean, a psychic is like predicting, right? Uh, am I right on that? And like a medium is somebody that's trying to, or can connect with the other side, right? It's I mean, pretty close. Yeah. All, all, all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are medium. Okay. Are mediums. Sure. So basically, psychics are based on human-to-human interaction and energy around them. Yeah. So they can kind of see. Mediums, yeah, can they have instant knowledge. They have, they're like claircognizant where they just know stuff just like that, and they can tap into the into the spirit world. Interesting. So a little bit about your team. Um, Do you guys have like a a medium on the team or like, how's your, how's your squad made up at at Phoenix at PAPS? PAPS. Yeah. Yeah. We don't use mediums or psychics at all. Okay. Um, There's not a lot of really, really good ones. Although Phoenix has like the number one spot in the world for mediumship. Really? People just come to Phoenix, Sedona area. Um, it's just really crazy. A lot of mediums here, a lot of good ones, but we don't really use them. Um, it's, it's not that we don't want to. Yeah. We just want to keep it strictly just scientifically based. Sure. You know, if there's ever a time somebody wants to come and we all agree on it, then maybe we would. Right. Um, but the, the, we have a team of about six people. Um, okay. We have the owner of our group, and then we have uh, me. Um, I'm a case manager and investigator. We have Laura and Angela who are also investigators. Drew and Mike are our camera guys, so that's okay. yeah, six. Okay, and so everybody has like a different Seven. role there. I mean, yeah, everybody has different roles. Um, it's changed throughout the years, but we basically probably have our A team right now. We've sure, it's kind of the same team for about four or five years. Cool. So we get you know we get together on a weekend, Friday or Saturday night, and if everybody's available, then we'll go out and do an investigation. Okay. So basically, we don't usually go look for it. We get so many calls and emails every week. Really? Yeah. And I wish we could do this full time. You yeah. said earlier it's full time, but it's just a hobby for You're us. Right. So. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And yeah. it's just helping folks. Um, there's, I mean, I'm still talking to people from five years ago, six sure. years ago that we went to their house because they always have questions. So everybody wants to be a ghost hunter. Everybody thinks yeah. they could do it. And it's just not just getting your buddies and going to some dark Right. You know, abandoned building for a couple hours on a Friday Going night. Going to the school in the middle of nowhere in yeah, Nebraska, right? right? Yeah. It is nowhere, too. <laughs> but it's not more than that. You know, you have to have a plan. Um, you have to have um, one of the biggest things about it is having insurance. Sure. So you have to have insurance. You're going to people's homes. You don't know them. They yeah. don't know you. So we have them sign a bunch of, a, you know, waiver of liabilities and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just a lot of stuff. It's just, it's. Talking with customer uh, clients before and afterwards. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot more than just looking for ghosts. Right. So what all goes into an investigation, like, uh, time-wise? Like, uh, you know, if you watch, you know, I keep mentioning Ghost Avengers because that's the one that I watch. They do, like, a lockdown. It, so they go in for the night. Is that what you guys do, uh, where you lock yourselves in a home or the building for the evening and stay till sunrise? Or how do you guys perform? Never. 
Okay. Never have we ever done okay. that. No, it's just because, remember, we're going to people's homes. Right. Most of them have children. Sure. So some of them, most of them are always there when we're there. Okay, that so, was another question. So we can't ask them, to, hey, he's going to hang outside till 5 in the morning. Right. Or can you go scooch? You know? Yeah. So we, we usually show up around 7 or 8 o'clock at night and run to about 10, 10 okay. or 11, and that's it. Really? So, so you don't have to be burning the midnight oil literally to no. catch stuff. We're all old. We yeah. get tired early. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we talked about like things traveling, ghost spirits traveling. Have you ever like attachments? I think are big things to to things or to people when they go to certain areas. Have you ever experienced that, or have you guys been able to pinpoint like? Oh, it's, you know, the dishes or something weird, you know, like that. Have you guys ever been able to figure something out like that? Like it came from somewhere or not really? You know, it's, it's, we've tried so many times to just pinpoint, you know, there's shows out there that can claim that, oh, it's that old cigar box. There's a ghost with that. Right. It's like, how do you know that? Right. Um, But I'm not going to be negative towards them because they're out there in the field. Yeah. They're trying. Right. Just don't lie about it. Yeah. Um, But it's really hard. I mean, you can't really pinpoint where what it is or where it's come from unless we kind of have a good feeling sometimes if it is actually somebody themselves that are, are bringing it in they might have an attachment sure so i know several people with attachments so okay i'm not going to name any names yeah but what's that like i mean how how does like that attachment like can you feel that when you're around that person like is it always there is it sometimes there <clears throat> things just happen you'll hear a voice you'll hear voices like they're around you again. Right. Things start moving. Just it's just weird. Lights will flicker when they never flicker unless that person's there. So they just it kind of amps their energy up a little bit, mm-hmm. and you know just weird stuff happens. Yeah. So you just you just know. Yeah. No, I I get that. I mean, I think a lot of it is your is your feel for sure. Um, so have you ever got? I mean, you get a you talked on it a little bit. You get a ton of calls. Have you ever walked into a place and? Like right away, you kind of know this is BS, you know, or do you guys do that good of vetting where that doesn't even happen? There's a, there's a couple homes that we've been into. Um, it's like they we think they just wanted us to come out just because we're ghost hunters because right. they like ghost adventures. Sure. Thinking Zach's going to come to their house. Yeah. But uh, funny thing is, we still captured stuff there. Really? Yeah, yeah. There, I don't think there's ever been a house where we haven't captured anything. Like as far as like like an EVP or like something sure. moving or anything like EVP, that? EVP, things, physical manipulation very rarely happens. Things yeah. hardly ever move. It, it has happened, but very rarely. It's the feeling you get, and it's the disembodied voices. The number one is obviously EVPs. Yeah. So you talked a little bit. And like I said, I apologize for bouncing around, but it's how my brain works. Right. So um, uh, you talked a bit ago about um, like coming into or like reincarnation. Mm-hmm. So do you think people are attached to areas um, like you talked about, like how there's a bunch of mediums here? Right. Do you think there's a reason for that or do you think they're just moving because of of the weather? You know, like people sometimes are like. Not necessarily born, but they go to a place once and they're like, this is my favorite place on earth. And there's no clear cut reason why I feel like, I don't know. In, in your experiences, have you experienced anything like that? Not personally. <clears throat> sure. I mean, me on the other hand is different. Right. I, mean, I always have a calling for Scandinavia. Sure. I may, I think maybe I've had a previ- at least one previous life there up there or something like that. So, but uh, just meeting with other people, just 
everybody has that feeling, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to go there. I wish I was there. But yeah, it could be cell memory, right? And just stuff leading over from a previous life where they want to go. Lots of stories out there like that. Yeah. So in your investigations, um, have there ever been any like extremely dark, you know, I mean, I guess take me through like some of like absolutely terrifying EVPs or like any like poltergeist activate activity, anything like that? No, no, not really. Um, I know Zach's your buddy. Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I mean, he's got a TV show. Second degree. He's so. got a TV show to run. So a lot of his stuff is just kind of exaggerated a little bit. Sure. Um, I've Me and my, my girlfriend's on the team still, Laura. We've been to 45 different places that Z- Zach's been to. Okay. Investigated. <clears throat> and not one of them was a demonic or right. anything like that. So we've never had really anything dark. We get cussed at a lot. Really? I mean, literally, you can hear the EVPs say, if you get out, you right. know, stuff like that. Class A, it's like, holy cow. I yeah. mean, all the time. They call us by our name. Yep. Stuff like that. But there's nothing really dark. Sure. Do you, and how do you, I mean, that's the thing that blows my mind. Because there's no, when you, that's the thing that always is like, you can't fake that. You know, like an EVP, like you guys record, you're talking, you stop recording, you play it back, you hear something answering you Mm -hmm. and i mean like do you get on this i know i keep reverting back but that's my only paranormal (laughs) right that's all i got so um like is there is it a lot of intelligent like responses or is it like sometimes extremely random where they'll just be talking to i would say probably of all the cases we've ever done it's probably about a 50 50 between intelligent and residual sure um so there's there's a lot of stuff out there that's that's you know Legit, yeah, it's intelligent. That's telling us go to hell, or right? Whatever, yeah. F off, get out. So they don't want us there, right? Because we're invading their territory. First, it was the homeowners. They called us in, yeah. And now we're there to help get them out of there. You know, if we have a, a priest come over or somebody to help cleanse afterwards, and they know it, we tell them. Man, it really it'll start amping up at that point. Yeah, they really start getting vocal. Yeah. So wait, when you. I know you guys said you don't go and search for for investigations, but uh, we're in an area with a lot of ghost towns, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of abandoned cities out in the desert. Uh, do you guys go to them areas? You know, I feel like there's obviously probably, I mean, you've heard all the cowboy folklore, right? There's probably a lot of murders and things that happen out there. Have you gone to those areas, and is that stuff, I mean, go ahead and take a swig of your water. I don't want to stop you, but is that as true as you... As you, as people would believe it to be, like the that those are really like you know haunting towns, or is that just a tourist trap? No, they probably are haunted. Um, we really haven't gone to any of those places as a team. Um, few of us went up to Jerome. If you're familiar okay. with Jerome, yep. So there's on top of the hill in Jerome. There's this place called the Grand Hotel. It's an old asylum, and it's pretty haunted. Every every ghost group in the world has been televised in there. Sure, and stuff like that. Um, so we've been there a couple of times and we've got some good EVPs in there. There's a building right next to it that's called the third hospital or something like that. Okay. And on the third story, it's an old surgery center and it's just nothing there right now. It's just a big open. And we went in there one time and we got more stuff in there than we did actually in the hotel. Really? But there's places we've all been, you know, we've all kind of not together as a team, but individually or as a couple or something like that. We've been to the, you know, Birdcage Theater, yeah. Tombstone, yep. four different places in Bisbee. 
um, just all kinds of different places throughout the state. Right. And, you know, we'll always catch an EVP here or an EVP there, but we, it's hard to get in to do a whole investigation because there's so many other people around. A lot yeah. of these places won't like, no, we're not going to let a group come in. Sure. So we don't even really bother. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, what's, uh, what's some of the, I mean, you guys use the night vision stuff. What's some of the craziest? I mean, you just see shadow figures or just like the the mist or the anomalies. I mean, what are you guys capturing on that? What are you seeing? Actually, more than anything, we capture voices. Really? With that. We, the, 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 the speakers on that are just pick up everything, very sensitive. We keep, capture more EVPs on that than our digital recorders do. Yeah. But we've caught, in, caught lots of good stuff. Um, yeah, just mist figures, like a hand going through and nobody sees it. It's like, what the heck? Right. And um, oh, thermal cameras also we use. Okay. So, um, with the thermal cameras, we capture body shapes of bodies and stuff where they shouldn't be. We've even captured like an alien looking gray. Really? In somebody's closet. It's like, what the heck? After he even claimed that he's seen alien like figures in his closet. So that was pretty cool. That is. Yeah. That's wild. And then, like, with your EVPs, have there been anything, like you said, they've called out your name, but there have there been anything like extremely personal? Uh, like to you or like maybe like they pick up on something that somebody that's not there and said, you know, a name or something that's, you know, important to you that they shouldn't know. Tonight I'm going to sleep with your soul. How about that? Really? That's a pretty good EVP, right? Yeah. That's a, that was an EVP we got. No, it's just like, I like Jamie, you know, something like that. Or F off Rod. Rod's the owner of the company. Okay. Rod's name gets called more than anybody else's. Really? So it's kind of crazy. Um, let's see. Well, I know there's just, just hundreds, if not thousands of oh, yeah. stuff with, that we've captured. Um, there was another one. Oh, one time in, in Tempe, Arizona, there was an old steakhouse called Monty's. Okay. I don't know if you're, how long you've been here? Uh, just over a year. Okay. So about maybe four or five years ago, Monty's La Casa Vieja was a steakhouse. Old one where one of the, um, very first founders was born in a house, but, and that was built around there, yeah. around this house, a steakhouse, very popular back in the day. Um, they're closed now, but one time we we're doing an investigation there and in the back room, there's a whole bunch of old pictures up on the wall of like caricatures of important, prominent people of Tempe and Phoenix back in the fifties and sixties. Okay. So just me and Laura. We're back there. Nobody else is around. Pitch black. We got our camera. And I go, who are these people? And then a voice comes through after and when we're reviewing evidence that says, it's too loud. And then another voice comes. It's like an old man, older man saying, it's too loud. And another older man, different tone, different vocality says, it's not loud, only in the beginning. Just like that. So a whole full sentence right there. Wild. And uh, is it usually like close to the same vocal or can you... Like, definitely distinguish, like, this is a completely different person. Most times we can distinguish the difference between them. So then we'll know there's multiple ghosts in the house. Yeah. So, and we can be able to tell if somebody's maybe holding another spirit back or another ghost back. Right. And try to free up. A good example of that is in Gilbert. Um, there's an old Gilbert Museum. It's okay. Called, it's called HD South now. We offer tour. We do tours there. Okay. We've done investigation there probably 40 times. Really? There's a young girl named Kate that roams the halls in the basement of the Gilbert Museum. And she's always coming out when we're there. We'll hear her voice. We'll hear her laughing. We'll hear her screaming. And then she's even come through when we've asked her, is somebody holding you back? Because we believe there's probably five or six ghosts there yeah and then she always goes yes you know 
we've had voices come through and since she's mine and stuff like that. So interesting. Cool. Yeah. So when you guys go to a spot, like obviously like the theater, you probably know like a story of a Kate, like you probably do research when you guys go to homes. Do you like research like things around that area that could be, I mean, are you, I guess what I'm getting at or what I want to know is like, is there something crazy that's happened close to like you've gone to someone's home and then you're like, well, this is what you think happened before you got there? Or a a whatever? couple times, it's really hard to find a history of homes, especially in Phoenix. Really, you know, it's because it's, it's not that old. A lot of the, most of the homes we go to are probably within five years old. Really, yeah, it's like very nice home. It's like what this is haunted. Believe it or not, they are. So it's probably the ground. Could be the ground, yeah, because we you know we don't know what happened here on the ground 100, 200 years ago. Something right. did, sure, obviously. So there's not a lot. It's hard to find it. You know, we'll Google it and find out what we can, but usually the searches end up empty. Really? Okay. We're at a, a home investigation in, it was Gilbert. Yeah, South Gilbert a couple of years ago. And we found out across the street, like five, six years prior to that, there was a, a murder in the park right across the street. So, and they actually, we asked them, were you part of that? And they admitted, said, yes, we were. Somebody stabbed me. You know, basically right. it wasn't a full sentence like that, but in like increments, you, yeah, incremental. Stabbed yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it was pretty weird. Yeah. So I guess like in that case, like you said, like they went to that house because that was where they were noticed. Right? right. That's something you said. So do you think in that case, if that, if whoever noticed them left, would that be a case of like an attachment? Possibly, or is, are they staying there? I mean, in your They're probably you, just going to stay there. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they would probably leave with the homeowners and stuff like that. But that house was crazy. Really? Yeah, with a lot of stuff in that. The people know. stay like after you guys are there, and you're like, yeah, for sure, this place is haunted as shit. Like the, they people stay. stick. Yeah, there's been a couple times, a couple homes we've been to two, three times because they just want more evidence. Really? It's like, all right, we'll come back out and just telling you we, if it's there, we can't do anything with it. So right, we'll go back out and say, yep, listen to this. This is what we captured. Interesting. And it's always more stuff, but there's nothing really that no, we can beg them. The ghost to leave, go to the light. Why not? Why are you still here? You know, but they got their own free will. They right. can do whatever they want. Yeah, that's so nuts to me. So before you jumped on here, we talked a little bit. Um, I don't know what's the what's the proper term: ghost hunter, paranormal investigator. Usually, paranormal investigator. Okay. Yeah. So you're into more than just spirits and ghosts. Um, so you talked on like you know you, you have your own podcast, which go ahead and plug right now for everybody. Yeah, we have our own paranormal podcast it's called the cygnus x1 paranormal podcast with rod and jamie okay we usually run that air that it used to be every wednesday nights now it's we took about a year off so we just started up again it's about two two wednesdays a month okay actually so last wednesday was our first one so next wednesday we're going to do another one nice and so some of the things you you've touched on here and before we jumped on was like uh bigfoot and ufos so when you, I mean, I think it's easy for people to believe like Bigfoot's real or not. Have you seen things? Is that something else that you've gone out and investigated yourself, like to try to find a Bigfoot or? I'm uh, not Bigfoot. I would like to. Um, yeah. One of these days. Um, there's no really Bigfoots in Arizona. There's, there's a, they say there's a, a creature called the Mogollon monster up on the Mogollon rim. Okay. So, but I don't really know if there's any truth to that but yeah you know all the bigfoot are cool they're up in the pacific northwest or the Grassman in ohio skunk ape in florida yeti in, in asia right so it's kind of hard to get out and go 
Bigfooting or squatching. Yeah. Um, but one of these days, I would like to do that. Okay. More UFO type stuff we do with the, my night vision goggles and stuff like that. We've done some work with MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. Okay. Um, so I know some people from there as well. Um, don't We don't really, as a team, go do that kind of stuff. Right. But that's just something I'd like to do. Yeah, for sure. So, and Bigfoot, speaking of Bigfoot, he, that's probably the least topic, the least paranormal thing that's believed. So it, it's, there's less believers in Bigfoot than anything else. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. That is very interesting because I feel like there's a lot of... I don't know. It's just one of those things, and maybe it's just an easy, like, you know, poke fun at thing for a lot of people, but I think that there's a lot. I mean, my girlfriend, she's big into it. She's, she, you know, she's always talking about squatches, and she's got a podcast that she listens to where people read their stories or whatever, so mm-hmm. it's interesting. But a little bit on the UFO stuff, because we talked a little bit, like, that's now really coming to light for a lot of people. So when you've done, I mean, have you done, is it a lot of just your own personal research or is it a lot of investigating when you, when you do that? I mean, do you go out? I mean, we're in a perfect place to see the sky. You just get out of town a little bit and you can see for miles. Yeah. And it's hard to really do your own investigating when, when it comes to UFOs. Right. Ghosts, you can go anywhere and investigate, right? Yeah. It's a little different with, uh, with UFOs. Um, yeah, you just go outside of town a little bit and just look in the skies and say, oh, UFO or something. But there's always lights. Um, you can do different meditations, what we call a CE5 meditation, and hope you summon them in. Sure. Um, stuff like that. Well, a lot of people, there's a lot of groups that do that. A lot of people go out on Superstition Mountain and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And do, do some sky watching. So it's kind of, it's a lot harder to do investigate UFOs. Yeah. And I know like Superstition Mountain, that's something that you talk. I mean, a lot of people probably heard like the Dutchman's Treasure, but I mean, people truly do like they just disappear on Superstition Mountain mm-hmm. and they're never found. No remains, nothing like it's wild, like some of the stories of superstition. So I could see that being a, a hotbed for I mean, I don't know how I feel personally. I think there has to be right. I mean. There has to be something else out there. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a crazy, crazy thing to me to think about. Uh, what uh, what kind of turned you on to, like, yeah, for sure there's aliens or there's more. I mean, outside of you, we talked about how big the galaxies are, right? But, like, did you have an experience in life where you were like, yep, for sure? Yeah, I've, wasn't seen, an airplane. I've seen three of them. Um, and there were no way from this planet right there's no way from their planet now, i saw them all three in in phoenix okay over the course of like 15 years sure. so yeah they were absolutely not from here just fast moving just, or what well the first one i saw was that was in i lived in awatuki mm-hmm. which is southeast phoenix and i was we lived in an apartment at the time this was august 8th 1984 date at down. 8 11 p.m okay that's how that's how yeah. much that sticks in my head I was on the, we have a little catwalk going up to our apartment door on the second floor. And I was facing, I was outside on the catwalk facing north, just looking at the, the airport from a distance, watching these lights go really, really slow as they come in, the planes come in to land. All of a sudden, something catches my attention, and I look up, and there's like this pink hexagonal shape thing, probably maybe 10,000 feet, just flying super fast to the north. And it's like going at little 30 degree angles as it goes north. It was probably 10 seconds from the time I saw it to it was so far north I couldn't see it anymore. Really? It was like, what the heck was that? It was it just booked. My heart was right. I was like, oh, my God. And I saw that alone. You know? Yeah. It was, it was crazy. That's and that was before drones were around. Right. 
and it was no plane because it, it wasn't blinking. It didn't have, you know, the, the flashing lights like an airplane. Or, and it was just a hexagonal shape. Right. You know, and it was pink underneath. Yeah. It was crazy. Absolutely. No, that is that is nuts. Uh, so as we get to the end of our time here, uh, first off, thank you so much for spending time with me. I really appreciate it. It's been an interesting learn and conversation. That's what I'm trying to do with this podcast and my way of growing it. Um, so one thing I'm trying to do with this is just get people to have you know, in different conversations and, uh, maybe open their minds up to some other things. So, uh, I guess as w- uh, a piece of advice from you that you could give somebody, um, that is kind of maybe, you know, holding back on something they might be passionate about. Um, I'm sure that there's people over the years I've told you, you know, Jamie, you're full of shit. That's, you know, you're, you know, whatever. So, uh, any piece of advice to somebody that, you know, is really interested, not in just this, but maybe something that is like, against the social norm, you know, uh, what would you tell them? It's 2022. You don't have to hold things back anymore. Amen. You know, people are going to just ridicule you and criticize you for your beliefs and yeah. F them. Yeah. You know, go tell the world what you saw or what you think and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, it's a big universe. Absolutely. You know, just a big world. It's a big universe. You know, we're just mere energy beings right now. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we, we are spiritual beings or energetic beings having a human experience. Yeah. You know, we all come into this life for a reason. Yep. Um, and just hold true to your heart and to your soul and do what you think you need to do. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's, that's good advice. I guess one more question. When you guys do like your investigations, did you guys record them? Do you put them out on YouTube anywhere? Do you guys do any of that stuff? We sure do. Yeah. We put them all out on Facebook and our YouTube channel. Cool. And that's just uh, Phoenix, Arizona Paranormal Society, both yep. of them? Yep. And also our website, phoenixarizonaparanormalsociety.com. Awesome. And then you want to plug your podcast one more time for oh, us? Yeah. Cygnus, Cygnus X1 Paranormal Podcast. And you can follow us on, uh, we're uh, just right now have a Facebook page. Okay. Um, but you can also follow us on iHeart iTunes and Spotify. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time so much, Jamie. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to meet you, sir. Likewise. Uh, Thank you everybody for listening at home. Uh, Appreciate you all like comment, subscribe, share, unsubscribe, subscribe again, rate five stars. Be good.